Bonjour mes anges. Hello my angels. What a time to be living on planet earth. I hope that you're all healthy. I hope that the people that you love are healthy. I hope that you're taking care of yourselves, that you're thinking of others, um, and that you're and that you're comfortable wherever you have uh, decided to spend your quarantine. And I hope that you've also been giving yourself a little bit of leeway to just take time to, as one of my philosophy professors put it so well in an email to us last week, to réaliser ce qui nous arrive, to realize what is happening to us. Um, I've been home for six days. I haven't gone out for groceries or a walk or anything in uh, six days. I'll probably need to go out again in a couple of days. I've taken a lot of time to connect with my parents in Northern California. My sister and brother-in-law, they live just outside of Seattle. And and friends here, um, I took a lot of time to to reorganize and rearrange my space in such a way that makes it um, more comfortable to live and work in and study in 24-7 now. And that was really, really helpful. I, f- I found it so hard to, uh, to work or to study. I was having a really hard time focusing. I was having a terrible time reading. Um, so that activity of reorganizing and rearranging was very, very helpful. I just put on some of my favorite podcasts and it was a great way, um, to, to, um, be active and, you know, also do something to make this experience just, you know, as, as comfortable, as comfortable as it can be. Um, speaking of podcasts, so as I said, I was listening to all my favorite podcasts. I got to thinking that um, instead of just publishing uh, a pod, instead of just publishing the Paris lessons on Sunday, that's really sort of limiting. And I want to be able to create um, as much content for you as feels natural to me. Um, and um, is possible during this time. And also I want you to have it as quickly as possible. So I won't just be uh, publishing on Sundays. So that means, you know, some weeks there might be a little bit more, some weeks a little bit less. But uh, that's the decision I've made around that. On an administrative note, I'm going to, um, I'll make an announcement in the newsletter, some other decisions that I've made um, in order to um, really adjust to this time when it comes to um, French's beautiful courses. Many of you know that I was about to announce the upcoming spring quarter curriculum. I'm doing lives on Instagram at 6 p.m. Paris time. So we haven't done, uh, we haven't had daylight savings here in Paris yet. So we're five hours ahead of New York and eight hours ahead of California. So I'm on Instagram live every day at 6 p.m. Paris time. So that's 1 p.m. in New York. That's 10 a.m. in California. I just shared on Instagram stories, the Instagram live concerts that are happening every day that I am loving. One is Lou Doyon, the other is Karen Ann. So Lou Doyon, you can find her at L-O-U-D-O-I-L-L-O-N. And then Karen Ann is Karen Ann Music, K-E-R-E-N-A-N-N-M-U-S-I-C. 
And uh, yesterday's French Weekend newsletter featured Karen Ann and with a lot of great, you know, with video interviews, with uh, a concert that I actually was able to go to last year. That was so amazing. It was at the, on the top floor of the Institut du Monde Arabe. It was at sunset. The lighting was beautiful. She was incredible. So if you haven't yet opened up yesterday's edition of French Weekend, that's what's waiting inside for you. Et voilà, voilà, chers amis. I'm probably forgetting something, but hopefully not. What I'm about to share with you is actually an episode of the podcast that I recorded a few weeks ago that I had decided not to publish because I just, I just, there, there was something about it that, um, you know, it was shorter. I remember having thoughts like, this is kind of boring. Who's going, <laughs> I'm not sure how inspiring this is. Um, but anyway, now here we are. And uh, in, in the times of uh, le coronavirus, the coronavirus, and uh, actually it's, it's quite relevant. So I hope that, I hope that, that it's helpful for you um, to create a space in a, in a routine that, um, that's, that just helps you feel well during this time. Oh, that's what I forgot. I knew I was forgetting something. I also wanted to share that um, at the same time, during the same time, you know, when I was rearranging my, my apartment last week, um, I also wrote a schedule for myself, which I haven't necessarily been sticking to, but there's been a lot of great comfort in seeing this schedule printed out on the little table next to my, my desk, which is also serves as my kitchen table. Um, and it's, there's, I'm taking a really great comfort in routines right now. So I also highly encourage you to do that. And my schedule is here. Let me, let me grab it. Um, there, my schedule is actually made up of really large blocks, but it's a way for me to just kind of just kind of ensure that I'm I'm moving forward on certain um, projects and to ensure that I'm having a lot of balance in what I'm devoting my attention to throughout the day. Um, that said, though, you know I, I'm prioritizing connecting with friends and family over most of these things in my schedule. Um, you know, but for me, uh, for example, it's basically, you know, divided into administrative things that I need to do, my philosophy studies, my French is beautiful work, um, also spirituality, which for me, you know, means it's just spiritual reading and meditating. Those are things that I find incredibly comforting and uplifting and, um, and yeah, I mean, no need to say more. Those are two very beautiful things. So I, I just want to make sure that I'm taking time to do that every day, to do some meditating, to read um, some literature that, you know, is really about soul connection and about, um, you know, those, those really, those larger questions in life, which is, I read a lot about that in philosophy, but philosophy one of the reasons actually why I was so pulled to study philosophy is philosophy um, does address those larger questions about life, but philosophy is sort of the history of humans asking the questions and trying to figure them out. Uh, what I, and part of that also too is, you know, is there a God? Does God exist? 
what is God thinking? What is God like? Why did God make us like this? Why did God make, make earth like this? Um, so that said, though, um, sort of for me, a nice, a nice way to uh, balance those human questions is with the questions that I find in more spiritual literature um, that really do deal a lot more um, well, that that operate under the assumption that there is a God, or there is there is a universal energy, or you know, or a source, and and I find a lot of a lot of comfort in that personally. So the podcast that you are about to listen to, I had entitled it "Le Cocooning." You'll figure out what that is. I'll explain it to you in a moment. And uh, as I was saying, I hope that it brings you comfort. I hope that it brings you some useful ideas when it comes to spending a lot of time at home for the foreseeable future. There are, of course, some there's some ideas that I share or, or you know, or thoughts that I express in the podcast. That's that are that have a strange sort of echo to them now, through this optique or this lens or this perspective of of the world as it is today, with coronavirus. With us, so <laughs> that I guess goes without saying, but I did want to mention that, and and of course I love you all so much, so very much. I feel you all in the world more than ever. Merci d'être là. Thank you for being here. I'll be back very, very soon. Continue to send me your emails. Je vous aime. I love you. And, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Bonjour, mes cœurs. Hello, my heart. Say bienvenue. Welcome to the next episode of... The Paris Lessons. Merci d'être là. Thank you for being here. I hope that you're all doing very well. I wanted to dedicate an episode to what we call in French le cocooning, which is spelled like cocooning in English. It's absolutely a word that the French language has adopted from English, not officially. This is a, this is a word that you would just use in spoken French with your friends. You'll see it in blog posts about le bien-être, well-being, or la beauté, beauty. But this idea of cocooning oneself. So this is something that I talk about quite a bit in Being Yourself the French Way, this sort of idea of you know cultivating an inner jardin secret, an inner secret garden, being in conversation with yourself, spending time with yourself. But you can also transfer this into a more physical plane, meaning how you take care of your body, how you get rest, how you witness your emotions and do what you need to do to process them, to balance them out, to let them run their course so that you can figure out how you might need to handle a situation that's challenging for you and handle it with communication that's uh, authentic to your feelings and your beliefs and your thoughts, but that's also calm and anchored in such a way that it is received as well as possible. So what I wanted to, to bring into this conversation about le cocooning is also 
an idea of creating an at-home retreat. This is something that I did recently. I had some time off from classes at La Sorbonne, not really enough time to go away. I'm always very mindful of doing what I need to take care of my my soul, my body, my mind, but also, you know, not doing things that are going to deplete me of energy, even if in the end, their whole point is to replenish me. So for example, I had thought of in this small break that I had of, you know, maybe trying to get to the countryside somewhere to relax, but then I realized that actually just the getting there and the logistics involved would take a lot of energy. And what I really wanted to do was just, was just be calm and be still and be quiet. And so in my research looking for, you know, some sort of a retreat to go to in the countryside or just somewhere to go on my own, I started to think, why do we always feel like we have to go away to have a retreat? Now, I know that oftentimes in our lives, we might need to leave our home because we live with a lot of people and we want to have some quiet and some silence. But that said, I do think that one of the challenging, one of the, well, let me say this first. It's wonderful to go away and go on a retreat, especially a silent retreat. I love silent retreats because we do always, it, there is a value in escaping our everyday environment to reconnect with certain parts of ourselves and to connect to new ideas that might not come to us in our regular everyday environment. However, one of the challenges of going away on a retreat is that how do you then integrate that into your daily life? And so I started thinking, well, if maybe in our lives we started to, instead of always going away to retreat, we started to create every now and then an at-home retreat experience involving the people that we live with, involving the people that love us and that we love wouldn't we then be setting ourselves up for more success when it comes to having more balance in our daily lives? And my French female friends are wonderful at just creating these beautiful, simple rituals, you know, on a Sunday evening, par exemple, here we are Sunday evening. Just even with using the bath, the beauty products that they have at home, if you don't have a bathtub, then you can just treat yourself to a shower that's a bit longer than you would normally. You can do an at-home mask, right? You can light a candle, you can meditate, you can do some journaling. You can ask the people that you live with for three hours, four hours, maybe even just an hour of time in quiet to do nothing but be with your Self. And if you have my Being Yourself the French Way course, then, then you know some of this vocabulary already, but some of the things that you could do are like do a gommage, so do um, like a scrub. Like I said, you could prendre un bain, you could take a bath, you could do that reading that you've been meaning to do. The at-home retreat that, that I had recently here in Paris was so replenishing, much more replenishing than if I had taken the time and the energy to travel, to go somewhere, to get away. And also it really put me in a mindset of appreciating 
everything that I have, my wonderful home, my wonderful bed, my bathtub, my beautiful products that I love so much, but that I don't use enough because I'm generally going from one activity to another, even though I incorporate meditation in my daily life, even though I try and go at a pace that still enables me to enjoy my surroundings and be in touch with myself. I'm a human being living a human life. I'm working, I'm going to school. Inevitably, I'm generally going from one activity to the next until I get in bed. A wonderful thing that I can recommend for everyone on this note of having more of of an at-home retreat experience in general is to really, really cherish your sleeping space and to really cherish your sleep time. I go to bed very early. That helps me to wake up refreshed. That also helps me to make better decisions when it comes to what activities I go out at night for, who I'm spending my time with when it comes to social dinners or birthday parties, parties, going to concerts, things like this. When you really, really get into this cocooning mode, not only will you be more motivated to get into that mode in the early evening and get into bed earlier, but you'll start to make better decisions when it comes to the ways in which you spend your time, the ways in which you nourish your energy, and the ways in which you give yourself opportunities to connect with others and really, really present yourself to the world in your communication. I wanted to bring this up in this week's podcast too, because here we are, it's still winter. Some of us might be, if we live in countries where it's colder, we might be a little bit sick of this gloomy weather, of not being able to be outside as much. So let's change our mindset and really instead step into a mindset where we're appreciating this opportunity to be at home a little bit more to take care of and listen to our bodies a little bit more with the food that we eat, with the time at which we go to bed. And I go to bed very, very early. Sometimes I'm asleep as early as 9 p.m., but I love this because when I go to bed at 9 p.m., I can wake up at 5 a.m. and feel absolutely rested and get so many things done in the quiet of the early morning, especially in Paris because really... Paris doesn't start to wake up until, well, you don't really start to hear sounds on the street till maybe, well, I hear the street sweepers at 7.30, but it's definitely, definitely not New York. So this notion of le cocooning. So really I want you to, as a way to incentivize yourself to, to maybe get home a little bit earlier or to maybe... Give your day your all as you're at work or as you're at school or as you're taking care of your children. Incentivize yourself with this idea of le cocooning, knowing that there'll be a point towards the end of the day, whether you do this every day or whether you decide to do this, I don't know, one Sunday a month, know that it's your time and know that you're going to get started in the early evening with a nice shower, with a nice bath, maybe do a nice body scrub, maybe do a nice mask 
for your face. Just really calm down and take care of yourself and you'll be amazed at the effect that this has on your nervous system, the amount of calm that it will give you. This calm is that calm that we so admire, that je ne sais quoi in French women. And by the same token, do the same thing not only as you witness your level of physical exhaustion, but as you witness your level of maybe mental fragmentation or um, emotional intensity. It's very important, I believe, to recognize in our lives when we feel off balance, when we feel off balance in our minds, in our bodies, with our emotions, and to give ourselves ample opportunity to process these things, to think them through. You might be going through a challenging circumstance with a relationship right now. When we really honor our feelings and give ourselves time to witness them, to intellectualize a bit, if you will, what we are going through, to really try to put what we feel into words. This is when we are best equipped to step into our strength and to really give the relationships that we are in the opportunity to match our needs and the opportunity to go where we are going, to stay with us. What I mean by this is one of the things that I've always been... Uh, very sometimes surprised by, sometimes confused by, um, sometimes really impressed by is, you know, the French, they have this way of staying friends with people forever. And I used to think it was really for geographical reasons because French people don't move around as much as Americans move in the United States. So I've had multiple groups of friends in my life, but most of my French friends have had the same group really for most of their lives, people they went to school with or people they grew up with. But it's not just because of geography. I believe it's because of the way that they communicate, but it's also because they're not so quick to, um, to end a friendship, to throw anyone away, to say, well, I, I've moved beyond this relationship. They have a way in general, as you've heard me say many times, of, of being a bit more uh, middle ground with things. And so I encourage you, for example, the next time you're having a difficult time with a friend, if your go-to reaction is, well, you know, maybe this relationship is coming to an end. Well, maybe it is. Maybe you're right. But not just for the relationship, but for yourself, for yourself, maybe consider seeing it in more of a French way. Maybe consider asking yourself if maybe the solution isn't not being friends with this person anymore. And obviously, here I'm putting entre parenthèses in parentheses. You know, sometimes sometimes relationships do run their course, and sometimes they're you can't they're not uh, salvageable. However, sometimes misunderstandings can happen, and what's much more challenging is trying to have a new relationship with someone where you're less close to them. That's more challenging than just sort of, you know, writing off the relationship as, as being done and, and walking away. But what's required in, in order to be able to do so is a very, very, very strong sense of uh, understanding your feelings and being able to put them into words and, and, you know, wanting to give the relationship, the other person, a chance. But this sort of ability to understand ourselves this ability to be very secure in our feelings 
in in our beliefs, secure to the point where we don't have to where we don't have to shout them or we can express them from a very calm place. This can only happen when we've given ourselves this cocoon, when we've spent this kind of time in conversation with ourselves. I'm talking about the kind of security in your feelings, in your point of view, and in your beliefs that isn't just intellectual because you've worked out all the, you know, all of the different perspectives associated with it, but that you're so you're so compassionate towards yourself as if you were your own child that no matter what anyone says, you won't be ruffled. And you might not even be that upset if someone disagrees with you because you're very, very, very close. You're very familiar with, you know very well exactly why you're feeling the way that you are. So it's interesting, one of those questions that I answered recently in uh, in the podcast when someone said, you know, is it just me? Basically, she was saying, do the French love to argue? It's not that they love to argue, but they do have this sense of, uh, they're just very secure in their thoughts on things. But circling it back to more on a physical plane, this idea of of retreating, of doing an at-home retreat. This is a very simple way in which you can find a place in your life, in your own home that you don't have to escape to, that you don't have to spend a lot of money to go to, that you don't have to take time off of work to do or take a lot of time away from your family to do. And I think the best part about having an at-home retreat is this is the surest way to communicate to those around you if you live with other people that you need a little more calm in your life. And certainly they will see the benefits of it probably even before you do. I mean, I did this at-home retreat and then I saw friends shortly after and, and they were saying, you know, wow, you're just glowing. You're just so blissed out. And honestly, it was just from a few days being at home getting some things organized that I needed to get organized, taking long baths, taking care of myself, thinking about a few things that had been had been troubling me emotionally, thinking about some conversations that I needed to have with certain people that I that I care about but that had been challenging me recently. And just sorting that out had me so balanced. And then I thought about this is, it's always made me chuckle a little bit, this, this use of the English word cocoon in French, cocooning. And that's all that it was. That's what I did. Un peu de cocooning, a little bit of cocooning. Et voilà, chers amis, and there you go, dear friends. So I hope that this idea of cocooning, of an at-home retreat, is something that you think about. And it's something that you really give your, yourself the opportunity to, the, to experience. It could be just your whole Sunday even. I know that many of you who've done Being Yourself the French Way are doing that with your Sundays more and more. And I love when you write to me and share that with me. But know also that you could make it a whole weekend thing. Or you could even, I mean, the next time you go on vacation, you don't have to go that far away. It's the simple, simple, simple things in life that sometimes do us the most good. And as you've heard me say many, many times before, 
the French really do have a wonderful way of of being in touch with themselves to the point where they they express themselves freely and not necessarily in uh, in a challenging way all the time. And it's a very different communication style than what we have in the anglophone world and something that we can something that we can learn a lot from. Now, on the flip side, I think that there are certain aspects of anglophone communication that that might be a little helpful if they found their place in French culture at times. Uh, but I'll save that for another episode. Et voilà, chers amis, and there you go, dear friends. Je vous embrasse très, très fort. I send you a very, very big kiss. Prenez soin de vous. Take care of yourselves. Pensez aux autres. Think of one another. Et restez chez vous. And stay at home. Je vous souhaite une très belle journée. I wish you a very beautiful day.